Have you heard of Raise Them Well? It's our company that we started back when I was pregnant with our second son, Hutch, and we couldn't find the supplements and the trustworthy products that we were really looking for for our own family. And so Wiggy and I decided to create our own and Raise Them Well was born. We provide a lot of different products, including vitamins and supplements for your children, really great magnesium products, prenatal vitamins, and more. So make sure you check out RaiseThemWell.com for all of those offerings, especially if you're looking to clean up your family's products in the new year and maybe just get a little bit crunchy. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here and Dr. Wiggy, and we're going to do a little bit of a different episode today. Normally, when we're on together, especially lately, we've talked mostly about medical issues, and this one is going to be a little bit more personal. So welcome to Healthy Discourse, and Wiggy is going to talk. Well, we're just going to talk. Yeah. We're going to talk. We just talk. So in case you didn't know... Um, Wiggy turned 40 at the end of March, and the interesting thing about that day and that birthday is it's kind of been on our radar for a long time. Obviously, decade years are a big deal, but also that is the day that we celebrated our 20-year anniversary since we started dating in the Macaroni Grill parking lot in 2002. So it's been um, 20 years since that we've been together and we took no breaks. We had a lot of drama in the year or so before we started dating. Fortunately, got all that over with and uh, (laughs) have been together since. And so it's really interesting to look back and think about where we were then and now. Obviously, 20 and 40 are there's huge life changes yeah. that happened during that time. So tell us about you when you were 20. Right. Yeah. About me when I was 20. I'm trying to even remember <laughs> that, that long ago. <sighs> even though it seems like a long time ago, it also doesn't seem like it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the thing you didn't mention, which is kind of why that why this number is, is so important, is not only again 20 years together, but that's half our life, which is... Yeah. Or my life, I guess. And I guess a little bit more than half your life. Right. right? <laughs> So. Yeah, so Wiggy is really old for three months every year, and right. then he turns young again when it's my birthday because we're actually the same age. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, when you know, gosh, looking back, twenty, you know, sophomore in college at Wake Forest, mm-hmm. uh, soccer player, trying to figure out life. You know, I think that was that's probably the best way to describe the way I viewed the world is that I'm trying to figure out how to exist in this world and mm-hmm. what is important what is my purpose you know what am I supposed to be doing I, I, all those questions and even though I don't even think they were that conscious mm-hmm. you know I while I had those questions I think that they were they were always there right and uh, you know I think during during college I was able to really find my identity in soccer mm-hmm. uh, for those of you that didn't know I played soccer at Wake Forest and uh, that was really what I could focus on, what I could spend all my time and energy and effort uh, on that. And then, you know, uh, being pre-med too, I guess that was another another element of that identity piece. 
but it was always just it was only dependent on how well things were going was mm -hmm. how I was feeling and what can I accomplish right yeah mm -hmm. so if I was playing well and I was starting and having good games then life was good uh, if I wasn't then life was not so good mm -hmm. and so it was a, kind of this ups and downs and trying to achieve and, and be the best and if I wasn't the best then I'm a failure and, and all those kind of thoughts that go through your head so it was just a real interesting time you know it's really kind of hard again to think back that 20 years ago and just how things are so different right you know in that in that period of time well it's it's identity at that time was placed on what I can achieve and accomplish and my my worth, right, mm -hmm. is dependent upon those things because when you're at a difficult school and you're at a high level of sport, that's very common for that to be what happens, yeah, you know? Absolutely. What can I I'm as worthy as what I can do and accomplish and produce. Right. Would you say that that's similar to how you felt? Um then? yes, um yes and no. I think that for me, same thing, um, you know, how much can I achieve in, and I'm a little bit different and still am in that, you know, I have a, I'm typically have my hands in a lot of different things. And so for me, it was how many different things can I be involved in and also feel important in all of them. Mm -hmm. And um, sure, school, and I, I cheered at Wake for those who don't know that. So that was a big part of that as well. Um and how many things can I get involved in and make an impact in that um, will help me feel good about myself and important? And um, yeah, so similar, but a little mm -hmm. bit different. Right. I think that's similar shallowness. Right. <laughs> but I'd imagine that's the journey of probably most people, mm -hmm. people through college. I think uh, what's, what sometimes is. Um, tough to see sometimes is how people don't don't grow out of that mm. where that I mean, really don't grow out of high school mm -hmm. you know where it's still about achieving it's about accomplishing it's about conquering for guys mm -hmm. a lot of times and what everybody thinks about you yeah yeah mm -hmm. that's really what it what it I think that's that's sometimes tough to grow out of mm -hmm. because that is really what the world tells us is is important mm -hmm. and it tells us that's how we are successful is when we when we do those things right and so that, that's a that's a challenge to um, to kind of change that that mindset. And I wouldn't think that that's even necessarily something that you do consciously. You mm -hmm. know, that is more, I think, of a spiritual growth, right? Uh, than just like a self help type of change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So, how would you say in the in the twenty years that where do you see that most dramatically different? Well, I think we touched on it earlier and it really is in, in the identity piece mm -hmm. where I feel like before identity was only based around circumstances, mm -hmm. uh, based around how things were going. And now it's more about identity and truly understanding my identity in Christ is so much more of a solid foundation mm -hmm. than what you have again with, with uh, circumstances. Mm -hmm. So that it, the identity, everything flows out of that. Sure. So when you feel like you have an understanding of who you are, 
in Christ, then everything else just seems to matter less. So perspectives are, are a lot different, mm-hmm. uh, especially about trying to displease everybody. Right. That's a big one. Uh, and then it's interesting is that looking back again then, people will probably say that I was really confident. Mm-hmm. But it was probably more of this, you know, kind of fake pride mm-hmm. masking insecurity. Right. Now I feel like there actually is true confidence at this point. Mm-hmm. But again, not because I'm better at things necessarily, mm-hmm. but because I actually understand perspective different. Right. Yeah. And and I can identify with that too. So definitely when your when your your identity really is in Christ, and of course we're always growing in that direction, or or hopefully are should be. Um, so there's not like a time that that's achieved and like, oh, okay, well, I'm just good now, right? That doesn't typically happen. But as we seek that, um, like you said, other things become less important. And so when I, when I can be rooted and know that I have everything that I need in my relationship with him, all the other things around me and what I get to participate in and what I can accomplish and all that are gifts and that he has given, but I'm doing it for completely different reasons, not to glorify self, but Mm. to glorify him. Mm. And it's almost like a gratitude that I get to use the gifts that he's given me in these ways to help make a difference, despite what the outcome might be. Mm -hmm. Even if the thing is a failure, if it was a risk that I feel like he led me to take, then that's still a positive thing mm-hmm. because there's learning and growth in that too. Sure. So versus everything being based upon what I can accomplish, who's going to like me, um, you know, so very self-focused and building right. self up. It's more of a, it doesn't really matter how I feel. And sometimes it's good for me to feel like, I'm not enough and that's okay because he is enough. And if this is really where he wants me to be, then he's going to guide me on this journey. Even if it doesn't look like success in the world's eyes, sure, it will be something that matters for my life and hopefully for eternity. Yeah, so. that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think the other thing that if you're looking back again, just over the, over the time, the other thing that really has changed, drastically is just the way that that I view relationships mm. you know at this point and and it's uh, sometimes tough to put in words how you used re- or how relationships were kind of being used before and mm-hmm. how it's it's different now and our our pastor and friend often talks about this mm-hmm. is how uh, before you know again especially at 20 is that it was more about how can this relationship you know complete me type of type mm-hmm. of thing you know uh, who can I find that is going to be mm-hmm. similar as far as attractiveness and as far as like going to help fill in those those gaps that you have in your own kind of personality. And so you're looking more for somebody to, I don't know, again, fill fill in these. Complete you, right? Yeah, complete <laughs> you, which is, which is uh, interesting to think that that's even possible because um, it's not right right so people don't complete us like brandon says that's who Wiggy's referring to yeah instead of saying you complete me we should say you complicate me right right i'm not <laughs> sure if we've talked about that on this podcast or i don't think before we or not but if that's such a true phrase is that yeah it's 
there's no completion. Mm -hmm. It probably just highlights your problems right? In, in most ways. And so, you know, looking again, looking back, it was more of a contractual type of relationship. You know, we worked together towards mutual goals type of mm-hmm. type of mindset versus, you know, now it's more about being able to pour out into others because you don't need them to complete you. Right. Which is a, which is a cool place to be. And it's, of course, we're not always perfect with that. That's mm-hmm. that's impossible to always be perfect in that. But to feel again like you don't need anything from somebody else mm-hmm. actually allows you to love them better. Right. And I think that rel- that's that's you know important for marriage for sure, important for how we raise kids, mm-hmm. definitely. But also with you know work and and uh, interacting with coworkers and sure. employees and all and all those things. Right, because you know we in our flesh we put so much pressure on especially those most important relationships like our spouse and our kids to fulfill us in some way. And that's too heavy of a burden for any person to carry because mm-hmm. we're going to fail as spouses, as kids. We cannot uphold these standards all the time. And to feel like a relationship um, it, uh, teeters on that is is destructive. Mm. And um, like you said, it highlights all of the problems and usually ends up in some kind of destruction because we can't stand up under the weight of Mm -hmm. holding another person's happiness. Right. I mean, I think that's that would be a tip if we are giving tips Mm -hmm. in this podcast is yeah, try not to to put that pressure on anybody else Mm -hmm. that they are going to make you happy or they're going to be the if finding the right one is going to be the one to finally you know, make life grand. Right. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, that, yeah, that's, that's important to kind of understand uh, that concept. And that's something I feel like we have had a better understanding of, mm-hmm. especially as, as we're getting, getting older here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other thing that I, you know, with turning 40 that I think about just with, with that new decade underneath my belt is also tend to try to think about what sort of impact am I having or do I want to, or will have in this world Mm -hmm. and am I doing all that I can to make the world a better place Mm -hmm. and so it's it's not I think it's well and also like what does it mean to make the world a better place right for sure I Mm -hmm. mean that's gosh that's a really complicated (laughs) it is phrase but it but I think we should all be striving for that I think most of us do Mm -hmm. I think most of us do try strive to to make things make things better. So again, crossing that next decade threshold, you kind of, it's a good chance to look back and, and look forward. Mm-hmm. And what I'm, what I'm starting to, to come to, you know, understanding of is that making the world a better place does require, um, does require doing difficult things mm-hmm. sometimes and being willing to be put in uncomfortable situations and being willing to, speak up and to, mm-hmm. to do things even if that's going to make some people unhappy with you right and so it's uh but it also does um highlight i think in that if if we want to make a difference we're not going to always be comfortable mm-hmm. and that's a that's also a tough place to get to to be comfortable with being uncomfortable sure well it goes back to the identity piece right with my identity is so is firmly rooted in Christ, I don't need the approval of 
these people or these people or this group or the world, whatever that looks like, in order to feel complete and happy and accepted because that's not required for me to feel to have have joy or to feel complete mm-hmm. um because when i know i'm called to this purpose that purpose is going to carry me through despite all of this mm-hmm. and what's really interesting i think is when we are um doing the hard things that we feel like we're called mm-hmm. to it is fascinating to me how every single time, especially as we've navigated some difficult situations over, we'll say the last five years, um, how pe- God puts people there to show up yeah. to lock arms and to walk through life together. And there's something really special about those relationships. Yeah. Um, I find sure. that when we're obedient Yes, there might be loss. Yes, things might look different, but the right people often show up at the right time to mm-hmm. walk through it together. So that's really special. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and I think you know, on, on a specific level, you know, what as far as trying to make the world better, and you know, for us with our with our four boys, trying to leave the world a better in a better spot than than mm-hmm. where we are right now. And and I think for for me, it's trying to still maintain some degree of medical freedom mm-hmm. and patient choice, and and keep the uh, country from going down one specific path, mm-hmm. you know, versus another. Because uh, we know when we met with the medical society the other day, mm-hmm. is that we were kind of describing two paths that we can go down. Mm-hmm. One path is basically algorithm medicine, mm-hmm. where everyone is treated the same, and you just go down an algorithm, and that's just that's just how you're treated. Versus you still maintain the doctor-patient relationship and everybody's treated individually and everyone's treated, again, uniquely and um, based on their unique circumstances and their unique history. And I I would hate to lose that Mm -hmm. because that's not good medicine if you're just doing it based on cookbook medicine or algorithm-based medicine. Is that There has to be this level of uh, medical freedom and there has to be this level of individuality for Mm -hmm. for each person. So... That's where I feel like God is calling me, at least over the next. Uh, the right now. <laughs> right, the right now, and the and the near future, and we'll see, you know, where where that goes from that. But I think that that's that I think is so important mm-hmm. because, like I said, if it go the goes the other way, I just I just really feel for everybody, mm-hmm. ourselves included, and our kids. What sort of care will they receive mm-hmm. if it's going to go down that path? Right, and I think the other thing that really has been important to us is as we've learned to think critically and Mm. probably have helped each other and had others around us helping us with that because I mean some people think we're crazy we love to sit around and talk about difficult topics and bounce things off of each other and sometimes people think we're arguing and we're just talking and we're like happy as can be and people are like are you guys fighting and we're like no this is we're not fighting it's kind of funny anyway but um teaching our kids to think critically they are living in a world where everybody is you know it's very discreet but it's like Wiggy said this whole idea of cookie cutter medicine well it goes into just cookie cutter people Mm. you know where everything is grooming and indoctrination to believe and follow 
these things. Like our kids are being discipled. It's yeah. by who and, by, yeah. and about what. And unfortunately, parents have lost so many spheres of influence between social media and the technology revolution and not being involved in schools and so many other different areas. And that's something we have to be aware of and we have to take back that space because just like patient rights are so important, mm -hmm. parents' rights are so important. And um, I feel like that's a, a huge piece of um, what we have to take responsibility for and make sure that we are maintaining that influence over our children. And I feel like it's harder than mm -hmm. it ever has been. I mean, I don't know. I've never been a parent in a different generation, but arguably as parents, we have to fight more for that yeah. position. And so we have to be willing to do that and not, not get lazy and not lose sure. sight of it. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, it does feel like, you know, again, looking over the past 20 years is that change is accelerating mm -hmm. and not necessarily in, in good ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some good, good things. Technology is in some ways good that we make, make things better. Uh, things are, things are definitely changing rapidly, but I think along those lines is that we are losing that influence mm -hmm. uh, because there is just such a strong narrative that is now being accelerated to really focus, you know, on our, on the kids mm -hmm. and basically, yeah, telling them you have to think one way. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think this way, then you are hateful. Right. And that's really what is, what is turning and into. In, and instead of teaching, you know, that, that parents and trustworthy adults deserve respect and honor, it's, um, no, it's all about what you think, feel, and want. No mm -hmm. matter if you're five or ten or fifteen or whatever, yeah. that um, these these um, these bonded relationships don't hold as much weight anymore, according to culture, as the family has been destructed. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's something else that I think is incredibly important to us. And you know, those those two things are a lot of the the core of where we feel like God has us right now and yeah and we'll see what happens next we will see what happens um yeah and and, and meanwhile we want to make sure we're sharing as much we can as we can of the expertise that we have with the people that we can and um also doing it in a respectful encouraging kind manner rather than yeah banging on doors and making demands of people so yeah it's good mm-hmm yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We could probably go on about this for hours, but we'll keep it short. Thank you for joining us and would love to hear um, from you. So shoot us a message. If you're listening on Anchor, you can do that anytime. We would love for you to leave us a review. And we now have social media. So we have Instagram and Facebook, and you can always send us messages there. We would love to hear about what you're learning, where God has you in the decade that you're in, and what your priorities are too. So thanks again for supporting us, and we'll catch up with you next time.